0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I am um, one of your hosts uh, taking charge, I guess, anchoring it down for this week. Uh, that's effing weird, uh, where we always examine things that are strange, unusual, paranormal, possibly crypto, whatever uh, whatever it is that strikes our fancy. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Clark. Who am I joined by today? I am Seth
1: i'm lily and i'm amber
2: awesome (laughs) that was a that was flawless um uh (laughs) amber welcome you i believe you have a a a classic cryptid tale and uh some stuff you want to hash out
1: yeah so i figured tonight we could talk about chupacabra okay Uh, Mm -hmm. classic uh Mostly Central and South American cryptid. Uh, name literally translates into "goat sucker," so uh, there's some there's some interesting stories out there. A uh, lot of different variants on it as well. We've got the main chupacabra, which made its first appearance in the '70s, but there's stories going back to the '40s and '50s from other places of very similar cryptids that people think are the same thing.
2: Wow. Yeah, I, I actually don't know anything about like its or like its time frame origins. I think if mm-hmm. I was put on the spot, I wouldn't be able to tell you like general dates. Okay, so you're saying like 30s, 40s, 50s.
1: Yeah, 40s and 50s go okay. take
3: um one of I feel the it's like really modern for a cryptid, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... it is. I mean, yeah, we've had some that we just have kind of stumbled upon like, mm-hmm. uh, with the Tasman tiger and things like that, that we thought were extinct and then just rediscovered. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still discovering new species every day. I mean, most of them are insects, obviously, but we right. are still discovering in like new species all the time. Ooh, like deep sea oddities like those oil oil
2: rigs or when they stick a camera down like a hole in uh, Antarctica
1: That's terrifying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it
1: really is. Some of the stuff they've pulled up.
2: Yeah. But okay, so go ahead. All right. So uh this is pretty modern for a cryptid, but uh but but continue.
1: Yeah. So for cryptids it is very modern. Um there's rumors of older stories, but those are the ones that were passed down from family to family uh, verbally, and a lot of those have been lost. There's no time frame with them. Um, but some of the earliest written accounts I could find were uh, El Vampiro de Mo- M- Moca, uh, The Vampire of Moca, which okay. uh, Peru, I believe, or Puerto Rico? Uh, mm-hmm. Somewhere down there. And it again, when after the livestock, it would completely drain them of blood, which is where the term vampire uh, came into play. Um, Anything from goats and chickens to cows and larger animals as well. Uh, And I've heard at least one report of a human uh, being attacked by the chupacabra after his family didn't keep enough goats around to make it happy. Oh, wow. Oh, that's terrifying. (laughs) It really is, yeah.
2: So this thing, from the early reports, it preyed on, like, herds of animals.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, very much so. I mean, again, goats, cows, chickens would all either go missing or they'd be found in the morning with no blood at all. Um, a couple of the reports of the Vampire of Mocha also mentioned that it would somehow manage to suck out the heart of whatever creature it was consuming without leaving a trace.
3: Wow.
2: Which... Ouch. So yeah, wait, so wait, wait, scary. so what do you mean? So, all right, I need to, a little bit more of it. All right. What do you mean suck out the heart? Like the heart would like implode?
1: I... Somehow, while it was sucking out the blood, it would manage to pull out the heart through these uh, tiny little third of an inch, half inch incisions.
2: Oh, uh, well, oh! So this is wow. like all close to like cattle mutilation type stuff, but but yeah. uh, associated with a creature. Yeah. Huh.
3: And was it leaving marks like a vampire, like a bite marks, or
1: uh, it would? A lot of the reports say that it would leave three punctures in a triangle shape uh, uh maybe a quarter inch hmm.
2: yeah that's wait oh so the bark the, the the bite marks were a quarter inch in like diameter or all of the like the triangular of it was a quarter inch diameter
1: Uh, um, i've heard or read accounts of both where okay. the marks themselves would take up about a quarter inch half inch And, uh, somewhere each puncture was a half inch,
2: which it's rough, huge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, okay. So I have seen some, okay. Every now and then they like do it, like upload a video on YouTube. It's, uh, about the chupacabra or something in like a field. And it's usually farmers that wake up and like find something attacking their animals. There was this one that I saw that, um, visually didn't make any sense and i and i've told clark before it it looked uh it didn't look fake to me like i I didn't detect it just looked like someone pulled out a cell phone and recorded like this thing that was i think it was it was it was like a goat or a sheep it was something like that and the dogs were going crazy uh he was like keeping kind of an appropriate distance but also Mm -hmm. trying to scare this thing off uh it was wild um if I find it, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the, uh, in the, one of the channels on here on the discord, but it, it was gnarly, but it looked real. And I, uh, earlier I was saying like, if, if there was something, uh, that was plausible of, of something that like is breeding out there that could like hide in, you know, va- there's a lot of terrain to hide, mm-hmm. especially if it's a rare species, I could see this going down. Um. But yeah, I've seen some gnarly videos. I don't know if you have.
1: There is a lot of crazy videos out there. I've seen a lot of them. Um, some of them show the cattle mutilation, the animals after they've been sucked dry. Uh, there's also a lot of videos where people claim to have caught something. Uh, which, yeah. a lot of times it looks like a coyote or a wild dog mm. with some mm-hmm. sort of abnormality or illness or whatever. Um Which matches some of the descriptions given for Chupacabra. Mm -hmm. But there's so many different descriptions for it out there. Um,
3: I think that's what's so chilling to me about the Chupacabra is how um, it's not completely outrageous. I could totally see an animal with maybe some sort of disease or maybe a genetic mutation that could fit the description close enough.
2: Yeah, uh, 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 Amber, are you aware of? Okay, there's something they have in a museum that was caught like relatively recently, and there's back and forth on if it's like a, a new species or, or, I mean, it's clearly in the canine category, but it, the looks of it are pretty wild. Uh, do you have any info on that by any chance?
0: Um,
1: it depends on which one you're talking about, really. There's so many of them. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest, the most common one that comes up actually turned out to genetically be a coyote, uh, likely one that had scabies or mange. Yes. Mm.
2: The uh, Let's see. Uh, yeah, there's one that they have in a museum. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to find out the name. Hold on. Chupacabra mystery. Yeah, it does look like it could be a coyote with like some kind of weird skin condition.
1: Yeah, that like I said, that does fit some of the descriptions. Um, Some of them say it's a dog-like creature with scales, or you know, skin that's you know starting to rot. Uh, A lot of the descriptions mention that it has spikes or spines along its back, though uh which that doesn't quite make it
2: yeah here I'll drop it in there so you guys have a reference <clears throat> there we go
0: yeah i think i like, was a lot of like uh like corpses that are found like um the main small i, I and i say small like wow. you know, uh predators uh being you know mountain lions lynx um mm-hmm. things like that and then obviously uh coyotes um being so I, I find it interesting that it's become relegated to the American Southwest and Mexico because you did mention Puerto Rico earlier, and I've always heard that Puerto Rico was the actual, um, like, origin of the chupacabra, uh, like, myth or urban legend, like, the 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 first, like, legend of the creature. Um, so I find it interesting that it's like a... Uh, this is how I've been told from um, friends of mine that are um, Puerto Rican that it was a it was kind of like originally there is like a old wives tale or a, you know, urban legend that grew and became a thing. And now it's like kind of expanded. So now we think of it like as being Mexico or American Southwest, things like that, um, or Central America in general. But um, I find it interesting that it could have been in a, an island like a you know a sea locked creature mm-hmm. origin, how did it get to like you know places like that or is it just the stories told that got over there
1: uh so there's a couple different possibilities here uh, some of the earlier descriptions actually give it wings which oh. would completely explain how that moved um but i've found reports in so many different places Mostly Central and South America, uh, Honduras, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Peru, Argentina, and so on. But there's also reports of Texas, uh, Alabama, Maine, which that one was just crazy, uh, (laughs) and one in Australia, of all places.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but the video that I was referring to earlier... Uh, definitely looked like it had wings, but I didn't want to say it because it would just sound crazy, and I'd rather you guys <laughs> look at the video first.
0: Um, but that is interesting. Oh, I mean, is it is it always described as a four legged creature? Also,
1: it's not. Uh,
0: okay.
1: There's there are a lot of descriptions of it where it's more of an humanoid alien type creature, uh, where it's squat, coming up to about three feet tall. Grayish skin, wings. Um, a couple of people have even hypothesized that the Jersey Devil might be a chupacabra, mm. which that was just
3: insane. Yeah. <laughs> Up until you said three feet tall, I was picturing the Mothman. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I
1: mean, there's there is a lot of crossover in cryptids I've found. Uh, so it's very possible that you know if this thing is real, people have just assumed that a bunch of different cryptids are the same thing, instead of looking yeah. at ten different creatures.
0: I think we definitely. I think we definitely think of. I know in popular culture, uh, in general, what we think of is like the chupacabra as being a like coyote esque, like four legged kind of uh, predator, like a small predator kind of thing. But, yeah, I I never considered maybe it's actually aviary. And if it is, um, you know, that that draws a whole new dynamic into it, honestly. And that's kind of interesting just to think about. Yeah. Um, I I would almost want to look at uh, kind of like early colonial uh, Caribbean, like, documents of, like, things they saw. Because you said it was in Hispaniola. It was in Dominican Republic things like that. So, um, you know, and obviously Puerto Rico is where I um, have heard, like, the origin stories that's what I've always heard was the origin story of the chupacabra um so I find that very interesting like if if anybody you know because if you're going to find wild tales of creatures you're going to find it in historical documents of sailors uh yeah so yeah um... it's like
3: the giant squid it was always fascinating to me to read reports of the giant squid from um seafarers
2: yeah, I like how the Pirates of the Caribbean just embraced certain things to be 100% real to these characters, like the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, love it. The, uh, there was a... I remember, I've, I've told you before, Clark, there is an old, old map that shows uh, stuff on Antarctica. And it's believed to be trans- or copied from an old, even older map. And, and it had, like, drawings of animals and various things, uh, like you know, on Antarctica, like trees and vegetation, but specifically animals um, that that I would, I would love to, I I wish there was, you would know this clerk, how, how would, if somebody wanted to look up certain voyages, like journals, do they just sell those journals as like, how would, how do you get, get access to that?
0: I mean, if you want first, like if you want primary document access, you have to go to where, that is actually at but a lot of them are scanned in now um, yeah that's what i mean Mm -hmm. so so are there volumes like that they print most of it is in universities so you got to remember that a lot of these documents are retained by universities um depending on who has them so if it is uh you know i'm just throwing it out there somewhere like florida state university or something like has you know, maybe some Spanish uh, documents of like gold trade and things like that and like uh, what they were taking from uh, the New World basically in the, you know, late 16th century and things like that. Um, And that's basically where you have to track it down at. You can find, I mean, like I said, we have everything at our disposal now with computers and the internet. So you can find where it is. If you want to see it personally, Um, a lot of documents are available. Um, Some are not so much available you need special <laughs> uh okay. but like you know for me i was a you know i was a civil war historian i was a military historian is what i did and if like you want to see like a lot of the official records they're printed online um that we call them the or the official Records of the Civil war like it's a day-by-day journal basically taken um at the time primary source and you can see whatever you want from that now, if you want to see personal journals from like the people, like general, if I want to see like you know, um, you know George Thomas or uh, Ulysses Grant or Robert E. Lee or whoever whoever I wanted to see their personal stuff, those are usually done at personal libraries. Ulysses Grant obviously has a presidential library um, from Il- in Illinois because that's where he's from. So you have to go there if you want to see these documents in person. But most everything is scanned in online at this point. If you want to find it this is something I'm going to look into
2: and we we've got to look for references of a dog-like creature that uh, sucks blood. (laughs)
3: I'm
0: going to scan everything.
3: Sounds like a fun Saturday night.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And those are going to be harder to find. Like I said, if you want the early like 16th century records and stuff like that, like, uh, I mean, they're there, but, um, yeah, I mean, now what would be great is if it was all scanned and
2: digitized to where there was a search function that would be that would be cool but i
0: don't know yeah well that becomes even harder because also we have to adapt for language not only translation mm-hmm. but um language changes obviously um it evolves over time so yeah. our lingo our slang our dialect everything like kind of changes so spanish uh in the 1590s is not spanish today <laughs> so yeah yeah
1: not even close um. <laughs> once you start talking about
0: oh sorry go ahead
1: just saying there's also the illiteracy rate to to account for yeah not as many people back then knew how to read or write or even spell their own names
0: that's right and a lot of the people that when you when you look back at history and you think like oh my gosh this person was so smart they spoke four languages well sometimes they only spoke 100 words of another language, but that yeah, was that's what do. you
2: were telling me when they were voting. We we almost got to speak German. They were voting on what language we were going to speak in the states, and it it, it And you were like, "Oh yeah, well, languages were like a hundred words." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it
0: didn't. It, it did not take that much to speak. Like you could be in the in you know in the sixteen seventeen hundreds, you could speak English, Spanish, French, German, and pretty much get your point across because there was such less context at the time versus what we have today. Like we have so many words today. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's hard to imagine
2: any language like based on a hundred words. That's really hard for me to, uh, process that's, that's seems very limited, but I actually don't know how many words I know. Like what, is there a ballpark on what the average like north american nose i'm gonna look it up hold on this is another side tangent sorry
1: <laughs> it's a really interesting one though
3: yes um and i was trying to think what a hundred word could amount to and the only thing that comes to mind is maybe a kids show dora the explorer or something like that that could maybe be a hundred words
0: yeah, yeah. Have yeah another language that's a good like, point you can you could have enough in that time period, mm-hmm. you actually like converse, and, oh. and actually, if you had two people come across and you had just enough words, you know what I mean? Like you, you right. could actually uh, be able to do that. Like you could. It's 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 just crazy to think about. Like we think this person was fluent in a in, in four languages, and it's like, yeah. well, maybe they were for that time. Fluent, they were oh. able to actually get everything they needed to get across. So I shouldn't Just feel bad to some
3: commerce and maybe to order a drink. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I shouldn't feel bad that
2: like some of the founding fathers knew like a billion languages. I, yeah, I shouldn't yeah, be. Okay, cool. Politics converse and bar talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I know that Franklin had a, a propensity for uh silly humor. We'll put it that way. Uh, okay. The, it, in, all right. As of 2021, uh, in English, the average native speaker knows about twenty thousand words. That goes up to forty thousand words when we're talking about a college-educated person. Um, <laughs> so I, I probably oh, fall below to forty thousand. Uh, I get by. <laughs> That's a lot of words, like twenty yeah. to forty thousand versus a hundred. That's crazy. What I mean, what because it's not the internet. This was happening before. You know what I mean? Like, Clark, can you enlighten me? Like, this was happening before, uh, uh, you know, modern info, like, being exchanged. There had to have been, like, way more words after that. Like, like let's say, like, mid-1800s to 1900s.
0: Yeah, more words are being invented. <sighs> I mean, it, it, Shakespeare uh, is, is a classic example of someone who invented words. There were words he used in his plays that were not words before that like he just kind of threw them out there Uh, and people are doing it all the time um uh (laughs) like i don't want to get us in trouble with sorry something recently i heard about like with scientology like they use words like interbulated and things like that to to
2: (laughs) i'm pretty sure thetan levels is
0: made up too (laughs) (laughs) All of that, yeah, but uh, you not know, to get us under a crosshairs of anybody. I don't stuffing. think there's too many Scientologist sympathizers listening to us right now. <laughs> they use I hope in,
3: not. They
0: use like interbulation as a word for um, being angered. Like you're you're angering me right now. If you're upsetting oh. me, you're you're interbulating me. I'm sorry for interbulating you. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. I mean, words are just getting invented all the time, and you, you think about it with our. Um, I mean, just all of our, our, our art and music and pop culture, Mm. like things are Mm. constantly kind of like becoming something new. So technology as well. Yeah. Yeah, Technology invents new words all the time. Like we have to have words to, you know, make up for the new gap we have in something that exists that did not exist before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like just term, like computing terms, like JavaScript,
0: you know, Mm hmm Interesting. Hmm. Or just well, you know, one off stuff that's now like becoming archaic, like aim. I say aim and people don't know what that, you know. AOL what do you mean? Messenger. No, what do you mean by that? AOL instant messenger? Oh, aim. I, I thought you just meant that. Tr- <laughs> oh, okay. I know I what that is. That. I, <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally something that was created and had a 10 year run and now is a dead word okay i got you that makes sense okay so think about reading stuff in the 1500s now and you're looking at words that are probably dead now like those yeah. words mean nothing anymore
2: i've i uh i have some historical documents on an old house over here and there were like uh d- like deed type stuff and transfers of mm-hmm. like wealth to uh family members in relation to like property and uh the first off it's all in cursive and the stuff that i can decipher is is really hard to i can't even remember like half of the stuff i read it's very um i don't i would have to sit down and type like type it all out and then kind of decipher what it is after it's in like recognizable characters but it's difficult and it's very fancy and beautiful to look at but uh i don't know what they're saying i don't know what they're talking about (laughs) they back then they were going off of like paces by and using like rocks uh rivers uh trees as like boundary placements for property before we had like surveying equipment
0: (laughs) well this one also blew your mind time time is completely relative to people um not not just in a like a scientific way of saying time is relative but um studying like as a military historian when you trying to do records of um like you're looking at different people's post like post battle uh like records they will do time based on what their watch said it has nothing to do with what the actual time was so like oh. they're just going by oh the sun is here it's probably 12 o'clock it's probably eleven
2: thirty. okay so they're, they're like in,
0: guesstimations, yeah. Yeah, it's all and and you look at that across like the same battlefield, and somebody on the west side of the battlefield, and somebody that's two miles on the other side of the front on the east side, they'll be like, "Yeah, it was four thirty a.m. when I mustered my <laughs> troops," and these people will be like, "Yeah, it was five thirty when I mustered my troops," and you have their their whole times are an hour off, but yet you have reports from the other side. Where they say oh we were attacked at four forty-five or whatever yeah yeah and like and none of it matches up and you gotta like make sense of it because like time was even not even a thing like we have we have an atomic clock now we have uh you know we have gps we have satellites you can just iphone and i know exactly what time it is where you're at or where any of you mm-hmm. guys are mm-hmm. but- i don't know and on this podcast i don't know what time it is or anybody <laughs> is <laughs> our, our biggest problem.
1: <laughs> Being spread out does that.
0: Yeah. it's crazy to think that you couldn't you couldn't even line up time from someone who's 20 miles away from you. That is pretty crazy. That's nuts. Wow.
3: <laughs> uh
0: well, yeah. And the second problem we have
2: is side tangents. So sorry, Amber. Uh we can get back on the track <laughs> of Chupacabra. Uh um, so like what, what point are we in this, in, in this kind of chronology? Like we've, we've, I feel like we've gotten past uh, the forties and we're kind of into modern day there. We have talked about the sightings we talked about, and I dropped that picture in the, in one of the rooms uh, on what they do have in a, in a um, museum, which base probably is just a diseased uh, coyote or something. Um, but uh, you just, you just go for it. I, I, am sorry for that interruption.
1: Hi, you know what? Side tangents are fun and they do add a lot to the conversation. (laughs) They are. So I have no complaints about that whatsoever. Uh, I think, I think next up. So the first reports of it as being chupacabra were in the 70s in uh, Canavanis. Okay. A woman came out one morning and a bunch of her goats were dead, missing all their blood. Uh, she saw some creature with glowing red eyes run off into the forest and honestly that's that's another point for the supercabra where yeah. we get different descriptions again yeah uh, some people it says say they've got glowing red eyes some people say they have solid black eyes and there's even people who say that if it looks at you you start feeling sick yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, could it having could it having um, like solid black eyes be like similar to like uh, if someone shines a light at it, it reflects red, the same way cameras know. you know mm-hmm. like camera flash does. That I, that would just be something. It might have black eyes, but it might like people might report it as red because they are shining flashlights or something at it
3: or fires maybe, yeah, could be. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of possibilities, especially since these things usually struck at night. Yeah. So if somebody heard a commotion, ran outside, the first thing they're going to do is grab a flashlight or a lantern or something and try to see what's out there.
0: Now, I will ask um, the actual name, Chupacabra. I've always heard is like literally translated as to goat sucker. Um, have you or red like is is that a a pretty accurate translation or
3: Mm
1: -hmm. as far as I can tell yes uh, shupra uh, is essentially sucker and then translates to goat so goat sucker pretty accurate Uh, the first animals that were said to have been attacked by it were goats so it makes sense Um, but the term chupacabra was actually uh he, it's attributed to severio perez who is a tv host comedian and musician from puerto rico uh, he heard these stories and coined the name and it just kind of stuck from there Let's...
0: and that's the uh, puerto rico uh connection again I still find that yeah. I still find that fascinating. That I, everything I've ever heard was that that's where it originated from, Ground Zero.
1: It, that's definitely where the name comes from, at least. Uh, Mocha, I believe, is in Peru, actually, and those reports are definitely predate the name Shiva
0: So, so crazy because it's thousands of miles apart. So, mm-hmm.
1: it it really is. Yeah, um, and then like i said to hear reports as far north as maine
2: that, uh, that's crazy to me
1: maine uh, is crazy
0: well we had like on talk you no know, monster which was proven to be a uh was that a raccoon i believe is what it actually was uh oh oh oh, oh okay i for, i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah things like that um but In the same vein, like, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Like, we have, maybe there are variations all over. Maybe it's not the exact same species, but a very close, like. Cousin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very close cousin. So, and it could be in South America, in Peru, and also in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and maybe they are, like like I said, related somehow. So, that's, you know.
2: I think the whole th- the
0: thing that's
2: hard to take is like, are, w- like we've we're so um, uh, we we're all as a species we're like all over the place. Our technologies all o- over the place. Uh, now there are huge areas in like the north kind of northwest area of of the continental United States that bleeds up into Canada. That's like a ton of just forestry that that is like endless. But, but even though it's like we got satellite, we have like low flying planes taking photos all the time. Uh, it's so hard to picture not knowing something that's at least on, on the surface that it's. Uh, but then then again, every now and then it's confirmed like like the especially the sea creature stuff, those giant squids that wash up or um, like this stuff. Like when they do deep sea drilling or surveying, they find all kinds of crazy stuff uh and previously i mean they look super alien and we had like n- no idea they even existed in the first place so i mean hopefully someone will find a, a a specimen but i don't know about keeping them in zoos i feel like a chupacabra in a zoo would be an, an issue
3: it cheapens the myth a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really does
2: yeah
1: And i mean if it can fly how are you even going to keep it in there
2: true we would have to have like it would just be a depressing cell. It would have, they would have to have cages in the sky. It would be a
3: right next to the parakeets.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor parakeets. Yeah, it would basically be a, a Jurassic Park situation.
1: Yeah, maybe let the let's leave the wild stuff out in the wild where we don't know it's actually there. Yeah, it seems a little less frightening that way.
2: Yeah, I think we can, you know, we can live with a few chickens going missing every now and then hmm. yeah yeah that's the thing that's strange um with these like uh i grew up had chickens and everything and every now and then a fox would get them and foxes and and those kind of animals they leave a mess behind and, you, and it's very clear what did it and sometimes you even see it um the the uh finding uh, waking up and finding all your uh livestock like drained of blood would be very unnerving That, that like, I'm just of the things I know, I would have absolutely no idea what's going on. That would, that would be terrifying. And then the cattle mutilations on top of it, the, the stuff that we've seen where, um, the blood's removed, very specific parts of the skin organs are moved. There's no bleeding on the flesh. That's, that is, that is strange. Um, I don't know if you guys know too much about that, but there's been a lot of, uh, photo and 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 video documentation the the craziest thing i've heard is that it was like a division within um uh some some military faction within the government that was doing experiments with uh chemical warfare or nuclear weapons and there were certain organs that they had to harvest to um to uh test the results on what was going on or if something leaked accidentally and so they would just covertly go into fields and surgically remove stuff and then just leave them uh it both are so terrifying
3: messy, <laughs> the it's so messy they could just uh, you know have nuts. a bunch of cows and nobody would know why go in a field and just target a bunch of animals like that it seems very messy
2: psyops just saying. Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i mean there's a lot of possibilities there yeah.
2: yeah clark you're shaking your head what's going on here yeah i don't
0: think there's any military operation that'd <laughs> be able to pull that off honestly
2: really um,
0: yeah no <laughs> but uh no i mean sneaking versus surgical like think about it or i don't they it? know they
2: got good night vision i see i see those new uh uh uh, what are yeah, they I mean, are they led been- based
0: sorry Y'all, okay so they got the best nods in the world but they, they also have to be specialty surgeons <laughs> i don't and know they, these are
2: super secret
0: elite soldiers man <laughs> so they, so they, i mean
1: maybe but so how many years, years have those been going on
0: i was about to say I'm these true. guys have to be 40 because they did seven years of med school like and then they went to uh, <laughs>
2: that okay all right <laughs> all right well i mean i told you the that whole thing my grandfather was doing he, when he was doing, a, uh, they were testing the bomb and everything. They were doing, uh, he was in radiological health, and they would put a whole bunch of ships in the Pacific and then load them up with livestock and then, and then uh, detonate a nuke in the middle. And uh, then they would go back and harvest the bodies in like hazmat suits and then study what was going on with the, see, that's what my brain goes to. So I feel like it's the government. Yeah,
0: it's just not... <laughs> yeah, out there. But um, now, my biggest concern with the chupacabra, honestly, come back into it is like, uh, what is its breeding habits? Like, oh. what is its population size? Because you would think at this point, if it's been unmolested doing its thing its whole time, like, why haven't we found one or something? So I don't know, that's just that's that's my big concern of like that is like if it's if it's in such a low like if it's that rare that it's such a low population thing. Yeah. Um I don't know how it's still surviving. But if it is able to thrive and not been discovered, you would think that its population would have exponentiated, you know. So or
2: or its population for some reason is so low it's not being found out which would also suggest like tons of inbreeding which could account for even if the even if we're talking about like some crazy coyote uh you know branch i mean mm-hmm. that could account for some of the mutations and stuff but i don't know
1: i mean there's there's animals out there that a few years ago we thought were extinct and it turns out there's like 10 of them living in the wild still you know, true hundreds and, of years after the last one was seen
2: yeah and soon we're gonna have woolly mammoths again. No, that I'm serious. Is I'm terrifying. serious. They're what they're doing is they found a okay. So they've been unearthing flash frozen woolly mammoths forever, uh, different yeah. parts of the world, and um, pe- people are still eating uh, like thousands uh, and thousands and thousands of, thousands of year old woolly mammoth steaks, just to say they could. And I, we've had this conversation before. I would do it just so you could say I. Ate something like, like, uh, before, like, any, any, like, just imagine the eons of generations before, before, like, uh, 200 generations before me even existed. I've, I've eaten that steak. That would be so dope to say. But they have, mm-hmm. um, they have been, uh, isolating and, uh, uh, mapping out its genome and they found the closest living relative that could possibly be a surrogate uh womb for it is a uh, specific type of elephant in india and there is a project going on where they are going they're going to take the that particular elephant's egg and basically hollow out all the genetic the genetic material and insert the woolly mammoth one and then fertilize it and then have the the surrogate mom carry it to term uh and the and what they're trying to do is repopulate like the siberian wasteland with these woolly mammoths um and there's this whole theory on why they're trying to do that. They have like this mission statement. They, uh, as the permafrost uh, is it, like when there's large herding animals, this is their thing. I don't know if this is real or mm-hmm. not. Uh, like if the science is faulty or not. But the they the permafrost, if there's large herding animals constantly uh, tamping it down, um, it causes more sunlight to be reflected off, which keeps the permafrost from melting and all that co2 stuff and whatnot but that's their what they're trying to do and it seems like they're getting close uh and this is a well-funded organization that's slowly getting this pushed out we're gonna have woolly mammoths probably in our lifetime just saying
3: oh
1: that that would be both really cool to see and horrifying (laughs) i mean did we learn nothing from jurassic
0: park (laughs) that's basically the closest to jurassic park we're gonna get to see so (laughs) Uh,
2: i know I know. I, I wish there was something like I wish there was a dinosaur that was far up in the uh, north or in an environment that flash froze like the woolly mammoths, because if we would, were able to extract like stable genetics from that, that would be crazy. I don't know if there's any living thing that could uh, be a surrogate for it, though. I, I, I don't know if we have like the close enough genetics to do that unless we just synthesize if, it all the way down.
0: They found ones in China that actually still have feathers on them. What? That's, that's, well, why, yeah. we, that's why we know they were more bird-like than they were yeah. reptilian. Yeah. Oh, man. But at I the mean, same time, you can't, I don't think they'll ever be able to reproduce that because, like I said, it's an aviary species versus a, like, a large hollow-boned aviary species. I don't know how you reproduce that. I, I don't just, know. You
2: mean in terms of like a surrogate not, yeah. womb
0: that way? Yeah, like I'm I'm not a geneticist, but at the same time, there's nothing living like emus, ostrich. Right. That's the biggest thing we have. There's nothing that I think can,
2: unless they made a chimera of some sort and and figured out that way. But the only other thing, which they did, they've been doing chimeras in China. I'm serious. But the the other oh, thing is, um, uh, oh, what was it? Um, okay, so if they for instance the the cattle that they've been experimenting with synthetic wombs they've they've been working on making it to where you don't even have to include the mother uh, and you just uh, carry a fetus to term in a, a a vat essentially but they it's really way more intricate than that they have to supply the proper amount of oxygen and all of this stuff to the plasma and um, but I've seen some images of them like working on it. Uh, I, I, again, I'm not. An, I, I don't know like a ton about it, but I know that they're working on that. So if, if we had like a hybrid scenario where you could pull out enough viable genetic material from a some dinosaur species and transfer that to like a synthetic womb situation, now we're now we're cooking with oil. So
1: there is that. Um, for some of the smaller species too, we can always look to the cassowaries. They are essentially living dinosaurs still.
2: What, what are those? I'm unfamiliar uh, with this. cassowary.
1: Uh, it, it's a large emu-like bird. Um, absolutely violent. Like, they are ferocious. You don't want to get near one because it will start biting and clawing and kicking. What? Uh, but They're
0: it's... Yeah. Is, Is it a, a K specific? or a C? C C. Yeah, cassowaries. Um, but also with them, I, I kind of wonder, being an ootopic like, they're laying eggs. I just wonder how we are... Do you even need... A synthetic womb. Yeah, like, I'm going... Yeah, you do even yeah. need the womb at that point. Like, um, can we take cassowary DNA and, yeah. you know, on that with actually uh, uh what we crazy. need? Yeah, these things are basically like... A modern raptor, a little a mini raptor. Because, yeah. you know, actually, yeah. raptors are way smaller. They're not the we see in Jurassic Park, so
2: dude, if you if you just stripped all the feathers off and fossilized that guy, I, I would be like, yeah, that's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 head, that's crazy. the 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 legs alone. Like I I grow I, I like I have a ton of turkeys around me, and I've always been like, those are like tiny velociraptors. These things are that on steroids. Wow.
1: Pretty much, yeah. They've got talons that are just. As big as my hand.
0: Yeah, uh, I think man. they have. One, they have one big prominent claw too, just like, uh, the like, a, uh, like, like a, dude, 4. 4. like and a do almost like a dew claw. Yeah, yep. they got one like dominant claw that's actually yeah. You know, so similar to like wow. how Dr. Grant in Jurassic Park says, hey. like, oh, that's a six-inch retractable claw. Uh, life,
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, find a way.
0: <laughs> I can't. I I I can't do a good
2: Jeff Goldblum impression. I want to though. It's just a lot of stuttering and pauses. And, um, life will find a way. Yes. <laughs> I, I need glasses or something because I need to like fidget with something. He's always fidgeting. Talk so about I'm weird interviews. Sorry.
3: Oh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
2: no, no, I just was literally... All I was saying was talk about a weird interview to watch a Jeff Goldblum one, but go ahead. Super irrelevant.
3: <laughs> it's alright. I was wondering about the Chupacabra, if it was always mentioned or referred to as an animal, or were there talks of alien links in there?
1: There are actually are talks of alien links. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the more out there theories are that somebody's taking like coyotes or stray dogs and breeding them with aliens to get this weird hybrid creature.
3: Out. Oh. I wasn't expecting right? that to go there, but oh, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, as I said, that's some of the more out there claims. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are again, there have been a couple of claims where it is just an alien or like an alien dog, uh, alien pet type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are the more humanoid uh, references tend to be along those lines.
2: Okay. Hmm.
3: Interesting. And, Maybe we,
2: no, go uh, ahead, go ahead.
3: Sorry, <laughs> I just have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm
2: terrible um, at yeah. timing, so please, please continue.
3: Um, I, I was doing some quote-unquote research, was really just watching TV shows, and um, I was just looking around at what depiction we have of the Chupacabra. Um, I have really three or four main TV shows that I usually go to to find cool stuff, and the first one that I chose was X-Files. Uh, they have an episode uh, dedicated to the Tsubakabra, and in that episode, it is not really an animal. It's more like a virus of sorts. Um, and I was wondering if outside of the media, um, if there were ever talks of it being a virus or some sort of disease that would turn people into blood suckers.
1: Honestly, that is one of the few things I have not seen hypothesized mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, you know, everything seems to point to it being a creature or an alien or something physical.
3: Interesting. Um, because in another show that also had another episode about chupacabra uh Grimms, if you're familiar with it, um, it was pretty much the same thing. a Doctor got uh, stung by a Big old bug, I think, in Central America, and he turned into this this animal that, in between a rat, a dog, and a bat, I guess. And uh, they were able to cure somebody else that he infected, but again, it was a virus of sorts. Cool.
1: I'm actually not familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen the X Files episode, but that was
0: years ago.
3: Yeah. Um, but I I'm never curious. got around to watching Grimm. Mm-hmm.
0: Please do. It's fun. I'm, I'm curious because that also brings up the um, like the vampire connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like uh, like it may be being a spinoff because we don't have like a, a an actual like Central American vampire lore story that I know of. Um, maybe you guys have heard of one that I haven't. But, um, but uh, Chupacabra kind of takes that role of the uh the vampire lore of like something that comes in um it, it's not taking over uh like uh people but it's 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 like sucking blood of creatures and not leaving a lot of mess like it's not like mm-hmm. rid- things like that but and then like kind of leaving and disappearing in the night and people have very few sightings of it and things like that so i just wonder if um or not really wonder but just uh i i find that interesting that like necessarily an alien connection but like the vampire connection that's that's kind of interesting if, if like maybe culturally that's where mm-hmm. they went with it instead of like what we think of like european like a vampire culture so
3: i think the only thing that would be different in a way is from the very superficial research i did on those chupacabra um they weren't sorry they weren't really uh saying that it was intelligent and cunning, as a vampire is usually uh, portrayed as. So I don't know.
2: Mm, uh, by the way, Lily, was your the episode mm-hmm. you're talking about with the X Files? Was it the one where people they were like in a village, and then the yeah. hazmat team came, and the eyes were like melted out?
3: hmm Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that show. I think I I love it. I've watched it so yeah. many times. So good. Um, I think they they didn't give a very conclusive ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think the the original guy that was infected um, died or anything like that. I think he transformed into this very alien like um, scaled skin, gray and vicious animal, but he didn't really die or run off into the distance
2: there's so there's a few of them that are like that there's a uh, one later on when molders away and that other mm-hmm. the other guy comes in and there's a guy that would basically shaped shift like a reptilian situation then there was mm-hmm. the guy that would like hibernate every like 30 years and emerge and like he was all stretchy and he yeah. ate livers <laughs> that show is wild it Yeah, I I I don't think there's anything like it on TV right now, like like a serious show. Mm -hmm. It's hard to think. I don't know.
3: I don't know. I I also looked into Supernatural, but. Again, I didn't re-watch the whole thing this week, but I didn't find an episode that was centered around the Chupacabra. It was mentioned a few times, I believe, and I think maybe an episode was named that for the theme of it all. But I don't believe there was an episode centered around this cryptid.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they did a few that was based on like dogs attacking people mm-hmm. and um, things like that. But uh, yeah, Supernatural, they ne- I don't think they actually did a direct Chupacabra episode. It would have been early seasons, like the first five seasons mm-hmm. when it would have been. So, hmm.
2: Isn't Supernatural coming back? Isn't there like a big reunion thing happening?
1: Uh, I heard something about
2: that. Oh, oh. Is it a movie or they're prequeling the show?
1: I, I think they're prequeling the show. Um, It's actually going to be about their dad. Huh.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I never I never really watched much of it but I know there was something about their dad going to hell or something
3: they Oh, they were, all or... went to hell.
2: Oh, they did.
3: Punch <laughs> <Many laughs> all oh. of them.
2: Many times. <laughs> <laughs> like, the oh. number
1: of times they died went to hell and were brought back is just mm-hmm. crazy.
2: That reminds me. Constantine 2. That is mm-hmm. that is coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Clark, come on. I thought I got I Can't camera.
1: wait. What are you
0: serious? <laughs> i think they said nobody would cancel on no keanu way. reeves uh, i i i saw this not like it was not that long ago like three weeks ago I all this they're not gonna do it so.
3: no
2: oh man that was the only thing i was really looking for they, all the stuff about keanu reeves possibly entering the mcu i don't care about that i want to see constantine too
1: um i agree <laughs> that would be amazing
2: No, it's all those fake trailers i'm just getting you know, those those ones where they Photoshop and, like, cut up a bunch of other movies. Mm-hmm. I hate those. Shia LaBeouf.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: ew.
2: No. An Not, let's.
0: He's got his full beard and they have the angel wings on him going, just do it. <laughs> Isn't he going we, through we a rough time right now? <laughs> I think Shia LaBeouf is consistently going
2: through troubles all the time.
3: Yes. Ah,
2: and he, it really and he, and he, he fucked it up with Mia Goth. How could you do that? Same. i know
3: i guess i have another weird question for you ember um it's a little bit out there but i am a certified armchair psychologist and um i love the wendigo it's probably my favorite cryptid i was wondering if the chupacabra has any themed around it that would that would be maybe a disease or um a mental illness maybe something like that because i know the wendigo has a lot of um for example it's been tied to the fear of the indigenous um, population of modernism and greed so i was wondering if the chupacabra had the same the same oh. connection
1: i wouldn't be surprised to find that there is one but mm-hmm. if there is i haven't personally come across anything about it but Almost all of the sightings take place in some rural community, farming town, uh, and they're they're losing the animals that they count on for their livelihood.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, there's definitely some fear there that's going to show up.
3: Right. It makes me think that if it could be maybe punishment for the farm, farmer or the family or something like that, you know, to have their entire livelihood reduced to nothing in one night.
2: Yeah, yeah. There Definitely there. There. i th- I feel uh, like i th- no, go ahead to
0: i was just gonna say to make the the wendigo uh chupacabra connection you can make that connection but it would mm-hmm. have to um it would have to entail that the chupacabra was human before it becomes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh wendigo is um human before it becomes monster
3: there's so many accounts of it in the earlier tales it's a dear god that comes in and swoops somebody it's Mm -hmm. it's so weird (laughs) it's fascinating
0: it's very basic well so i'm um part native american we're doing Mm -hmm. this (laughs) for those who didn't know (laughs) um and it's not part of my culture where i'm from but Mm -hmm. uh, i'm do know a lot about the wendigo and yes it's like kind of tied similar to the Leshen. the Leshin mm-hmm. is the european woods god which is kind of the monster that is tree-like and um i guess deer and tree-like and uh wendigos are generally um they are spirits who are humans who have uh basically it's it becomes starvation becomes cannibalism Mm -hmm. taking the flesh and you become um, a ravenous creature basically Mm -hmm. that um, has to haunt that and like you will crave human flesh and things like that and and the blood and then when you get that you become more and more i guess human but at the same time um, when you are starving you are emaciated and um, tree-like and like spindly Mm -hmm. all muscle and things like that and that's generally how it is uh how it's like portrayed yeah so um that's so cool kind of how chupacabra would be also is kind of a spindly blood Uh creature so that's where the connection is and that's where i see it as like you know it's it's definitely possible that you could make a connection with those two Uh but yeah most of
1: the reports sorry
0: Oh, just but, saying you, you would just have to make the human connection. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the only thing that would be the the go-between.
1: Yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of similarities in the description. Most of the reports of Shupercapera have it being a very emaciated creature.
0: And and that would also make sense too if if it is a Central American wendigo. Let's just like mm-hmm. take for a second and uh think that this is a possibility. Um the way protein distribution is through North America, all of our mammals are as you go farther north, they get bigger so deer like North American deer in Maine are far bigger than white tailed deer in the southeast interesting in southeast. and then you go to Central America and you don't really have any any big uh like large mammals. You have like, um, I forget what they're called, but they're like a small pig, like creature. Uh, you, you don't have any like big mammals actually in Central America. Uh, the farther north you get, the, the bigger the mammals get, even with the bear. I don't know why. Like that's just how uh, it might be just because of what they have availability mm-hmm. for, uh, for food. like that but the bears are the same way you have black bears in the south you have brown bears as you go out west and north um and the bears get exponentially bigger um same thing with moose you don't have moose you know south of a certain uh you know uh latitude and Mm -hmm. uh and and it's the same thing like all all of our mammals get exponentially bigger we have big reptiles and big insects in the south (laughs) we have. Big mammals and very big, uh, like uh, yeah, predators, things like that up north. Um, and that's just how they grow. So it would be interesting to think that something in Central America would be a smaller, emaciated creature that's sucking on blood. And you have Wendigo that would be, as you go farther north, it's actually looked at as a bigger creature, like a taller, more man like creature, things like that. So, you know, just a total random uh, throw out there.
3: That is so intriguing. No, thank you for that. That was really interesting.
0: Seth, so, you got anything to throw no. in there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I I do find it interesting that I don't know. Like the that reminds me of the whole thing with the fossil record. That uh, like when uh the planet w- had a higher oxygen percentage, uh, animals yeah. mm-hmm. were much bigger. Like you had giant centipedes and stuff, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Could you imagine, like? Uh, uh, and I, we've talked about this kind of before in like a debate on the whole carbon thing. um, uh, But the interesting thing is like it would be really cool to experiment in like, um, I don't know, a pressurized chamber where not only was there a higher oxygen percentage, but also, and it was like airtight, the, the pressure was higher and there was more oxygen ratio. And then you just breed a ton of, like insects in them, like generations of them, and that would be really interesting to see the results. If I was a billionaire, that's what I would be doing. So. And <laughs> I would also please love them up.
3: Just <laughs> love <look> them <laughs> up, please. I don't want to see a huge earthworm or a spider or anything like that.
2: <laughs> I would. I, I would also try to like get figure out. I know the moon's huge, but it would be cool to add. I know it has a very extremely thin atmosphere not one that we would consider an atmosphere by like relative standards but it does have somewhat of an atmosphere uh it would be really interesting to see if you could cause a chain reaction with i don't know just bombarding it with uh missiles of water and and different (laughs) organic compounds or or breed um different types of mold or bacteria that are, imper- like, you you breed them in a lab to be, like, really resilient to uh, uh, high levels of UV radiation and uh, lack of oxygen and and cold temperatures and stuff. And, and you, like, get, like, genomes from, uh, like, places on Earth that we never really thought life could exist, like, way down deep. Send a probe, harvest specimens, and, like, try to genetically engineer something that even if it was like, um, just growths, like half plant, half mammalian, like growths of some kind that could survive that surface. So you would have something producing like oxygen and carbon and and different elements and like, I don't know, get an atmosphere kind of thing going on. It would be really cool to see some of those craters with actual water in them, make it like an Mm -hmm. oasis. It would not happen in one person's Lifetime. But again, if I was a billionaire, I would uh, be augmenting my body all the time and pushing my expiration date further and further and eventually scanning my mind and merging with AI and uh, and then and then and then building like a really good uh, like robotic body to upload my mind to and make several copies of myself and then and then basically make a a paradise on the moon and live there and, and with all my giant centipedes. so. That's what I would do. And how
3: does that make you feel? Great.
2: I mean, if I could do that, I would. And I as would be very happy.
3: Keeping... Yeah, as
1: long as you're keeping the giant centipedes on a different planet from
2: me. Oh, yeah. everything. Well, at that point, we're going to have metal bodies. It's so much it's superior to the flesh. The, the like, uh, You can't see it here, but reflesh the total body. I have a poster up there. You got to refre- reflesh the body. So... <laughs> Once we reflesh the body with with uh, superior metal and li- we can live wherever we want and be around giant centipedes, they won't harm us. Be impervious <laughs> to their talons and claws. So.
3: Goodness, I'm never gonna get sleep tonight. <laughs> it's over. Right? <laughs> I'll that just be dreaming weird. about chupacabras and windigos and humongous centipedes. But, I think it's but, the centipedes that are gonna get me.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you'll have a metal body. You won't have to fear them then. You'll, and and then even if something damage happens to your body you could just upload your mind to several databanks and and other bodies and just make endless copies of yourself it would be great it would be a planet of me everybody would have their own planet it would be great I don't
3: want my own planet I'll go insane <laughs> one of me is enough we don't need i more. Agree. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm the same yep
0: oh man i want to take i want to take everything you just said and put it on like one of those um like a video dating websites
1: <laughs> let me know how that goes I want
0: to see the
2: results. <laughs> we could do that for this podcast i could start a a, a profile but i will i'll photoshop to where i'm like i like have like metal and i'm like starting to paste like <laughs> aluminum foil on and I, I i just constantly talk about refleshing the body and and everything i just said it will be in my bio and i'll i'll have a bunch of illustrations to go with it oh, we'll do that and then and then we'll we'll constantly do a checkup and then and then mm-hmm. uh i'll i'll do a i'll do a, a news report to tell everybody how it's going
3: <laughs> i can't wait for that
2: i they just a bunch of freaks message me mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's, the scary, that's the scariest part is there will be something <laughs> like i don't know about this
1: I want to know what type of person is going to respond to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's
2: great! I'm doing it. It's it's happening. So
3: it's happening. me the oh. link so I can watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 keep everyone updated. I'll send send screenshots and stuff. Uh, but also for the viewers. I, uh, I I wanted to rest assured, because we had some scary news earlier that uh, Constantine 2 was cancelled. But, as of February 6, 2023, a representative for the studio stated that Keanu Reeves' lead sequel has not been cancelled thanks to industry insider KC Walsh. Fans learned that the recent announcement of Constantine 2 might have been cancelled in response to a now-deleted tweet. Uh, Walsh bluntly stated Constantine 2 is not happening, but that is not the case. So... We're in business. Constantine 2 oh, will be happening. I'm relieved. I know.
1: Awesome.
0: I know. It's going to be great. Shia LaBeouf is signed on.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Go ahead and feel that fear right back in your hearts.
2: Yeah. But didn't something happen to him recently? Wasn't there some controversy? Like, he, he's he been, like, on and off the wagon. He He's fell on hard times. And then there was something recently, but then it, like, disappeared. Is it like a James Franco situation?
0: I have no clue. I'm,
3: not
0: I'm just, sure. I don't the know. Guy like, the entire Transformers collection behind him. I just have something against Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> you should, it should be a thing. You
2: should always, like, have a thing about Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Just angry about him for no reason. Yeah, he... Uh, he. The thing is, he's, like, a really good actor. Like, once he, like, branched off and did his own stuff, uh, I remember um, when he did Fury with uh, Brad Pitt. Like, Brad Pitt sometimes goes down deep in, like, the method acting. Uh, Shia LaBeouf according to him like went really deep he wouldn't bathe he uh he was just like a disgusting soldier the whole time and and uh he was in it but in order to get a good performance you got to have a crazy one I mean you just okay but take a shower (laughs) no they didn't have showers (laughs) in the tanks I'm (laughs)
3: sure I'm (laughs) sure
2: somebody
1: like dumped him in the river at some point during the filming
0: I think they did for John Bernthal. Like I said, he's a badass and he's in that movie. And he like, he's even gone out and said, he's been like, yeah, we were just like, dude, we're going to like throw you. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. It was
1: a really good movie. Yeah. Like there's limits, people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of any, any other crazy stories of like method acting. Like, uh, I know that Jared, I I can't stand Jared Leto. Mm Uh, he's. I
3: agree. I'm right there with you.
2: Yeah. He's a, he's just. He's like uh he's like too rich and too pretty and has his own island full of uh all the the girls he wants. Like it's 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 insane the um the the what he gets away with. But he um he I've heard that when he was the Joker, which is probably the worst rendition of the Joker I've seen uh, in Suicide Squad, but it was redeemed in the Snyder cut. Like it, it it worked in that like two-minute scene he was in but um like first off Snyder should have just been in charge of the whole thing uh, that's a mm-hmm. different topic but uh he uh, I, I heard that he was like um sending condoms to all his uh co-workers and constantly doing like super weird pranks uh, and everybody like did not like it but he's in like that bubble where he's probably got a posse of yes men and uh mm-hmm. he just i don't know he's just in his own bubble and he probably won't realize uh how much of an asshole he is ever
3: <laughs> and it's such a shame because in uh what was it again the queen for a dream I think the mm-hmm. movie was. He was great in that. Mm-hmm. I'm still traumatized by the movie, but he was okay in that.
2: Yeah, and he got murdered really well in American Psycho.
3: Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, he didn't, get mur- he didn't get murdered in Urban Legend, but he was in Urban Legend. <laughs> he was. He didn't die. Yeah. No, he didn't die in Urban Legend. Spoiler. That alert. was such a bad movie. I watched it because
2: someone convinced me that it was. Uh, uh, really good and on par with like that campy scream vibe and i didn't i love i love scream the first scream but uh, urban legend just didn't land for me it was a little too 90s for it was like like a literal 90s film i, I don't
0: know but we've actually mentioned this before on a on another episode. i feel like we have yeah yeah it, it just I isn't. Said that, I said that it was a ripoff of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is a ripoff of yeah. Scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a copy of a copy. But, uh, huh. Yeah. Interesting stuff. He's, he's just the product of a different generation. He did. He, he was like 90s heartthrob to one generation. He was emo singer for 30 Seconds to Mars for mm-hmm. another generation. And now he's become like reinvented actor cult leader for a new generation so he's like he's like existed for three generations and you know you know god bless him for looking as good as he does at his age it's It's impressive yeah it is impressive i'm not gonna (laughs) but still
2: (laughs) there was a there there's a youtube channel where they take um like very small villages in the middle east that like have no uh real electric well they have electricity but they don't have like internet they're completely mm-hmm. like cut off from the rest of the world like culturally uh and so they just show that they just show them like pictures of celebrities and weird videos from us and uh they ha- they do reaction videos and they had them like all guests like s- our celebrities age that are like in their 50s and 60s and and uh like uh Charlize Theron and and one was Jared Leto and they all were like uh with Jared Leto the, the they were all like these were people that have lived hard enough lives to where they looked like they were 60 but they were like in their 30s like rough mm. sun and they're farmers and you know and they were all like 18 20 like wow. with Jared Leto
3: <laughs> Wow They and
2: and when they when they would reveal it that most of them like wouldn't they were like this is a prank that they wouldn't believe it <laughs> It was funny So yeah, it's all that, uh, all that um, you know, baby blood and uh, what, what's what's that chemical? <laughs> what's that chemical where they scream and terrorize the babies and they and they uh, uh, what what's the Clark? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they have are you talking those...
3: about um, Monster and Company.
2: Is that what you're- no, 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 no. That is just that oh. is just a predictive programming telling you what they're doing, and if we don't do oh. anything about it, they think it's okay and they continue doing it. Uh, what is it when you, uh, uh, when you when the, the all those underground tunnels with the children and they and they terrify them and then they harvest their blood and there's a oh. pump. Yeah, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, I know what,
0: what you're talking about. But, but what is what it? What is
2: the name? It's a. Uh, 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 uh
0: But what I was actually Uma Abedin thinking, is like really into it. I hear. What I was thinking <laughs> we were talking about that is that he's like the modern day um Erzbet Bathory, like he's bathing yeah. in all the virgin blood, and that's oh, how he's because <laughs> he's got the cult with all these like girls.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's probably what he's so actually.
3: weird. The whole thing yeah. is so weird.
2: Ah uh, yes, the dark uh virality of a Hollywood blood harvesting conspiracy. Here we go um i will find the name in just a second um let's see i like how how controversial this is getting all of a sudden um,
3: <laughs> adrenochrome <laughs>
2: <took> <laughs> Adre- Adre- adrenochrome there we go oh. yeah so oh, yeah. so uh umet abedin and uh anthony weiner and H- hillary clinton they go down to the tunnels with oprah winfrey and and, uh, and Tom Hanks, and they terrify the children, they harvest the blood, which once the children are scared enough, they produce a compound called adrenochrome. And then uh, the the blood-sucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, shadow government uh, Hollywood elites will harvest that blood, in, and it and it uh, causes youthful appearance, and they, they don't age as long. Um, so yeah, adrenochrome, there you go.
3: I was on board until you said Tom Hanks. <laughs>
2: why you haven't you haven't seen <laughs> right? all the all the strange uh, photos of the 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 socks and the and the gloves that are only one uh-huh. that he posts constantly on his Instagram and uh so next strange. to particular symbols that I won't get into uh, that have to do I'm with listening. a a certain pizzeria that I that was in the news not too long ago. Oh you don't okay
3: say. I'm gonna have to do some digging,
2: okay yeah, seriously. just, just type into Google
3: Tom Hanks pizza uh
2: gloves instagram conspiracy theory you'll get all the all the very accurate details
3: yet another list i'm gonna be put on awesome
2: (laughs) yeah and also i hope you have a
0: vpn so there you go i will not be part of the besmirching of tom
1: (laughs) i i will let somebody else tell me all about it
2: yeah I, i know a ton of people that completely uh 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 are to the conclusions that I'm hinting at. So yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I, I I know people. I've I've been exposed to it. It's all pretty crazy. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not someone that like dismisses something outright, uh, uh, because crazier things have happened. But uh, it's something that is a- a- akin to me. Just it's like I like to just pop a bag of popcorn and like watch the the drama of of like what these people are saying i just i like extremely fringe conspiracy theories uh that are so heinous that it's uh uh I, there's a comedian named uh, tim dylan that explained it really really well uh so like you know this stuff with like epstein and everything that everyone's aware of that's very mm-hmm. very real um uh there's a certain generation that recently uh gained access to the internet and, uh, and the, the tsunami that it is, it it just doesn't, it's, it's a fire hydrant. And, um, once like a few things are like confirmed and they, and, and they're, uh, like, you know, like flight logs and weird stuff going on in an island. And then this guy like, uh, kills himself. Uh, then all of a the sudden uh, these people that are fresh on the internet and they're kind of that matrix of of the government's you know uh always trying to do the right thing and they're there's they're they're just doing their best and have our best intentions at heart once all that's disillusioned and that that framework that they grew up in through like, pre-internet era is shattered Mm -hmm. then once they get online for the first time and want to learn and research themselves the problem is is that that there is truth out there and there's a lot of interesting questions to be asked but at the same time there's a lot of delusional conspiracy theories and 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 stuff that may have something to it but has no like concrete basis to just like start throwing out accusations because you got to be careful about accusations because if you you can quickly if you label something really bad and you constantly do that what happens mm-hmm. when the actual bad thing comes and you start labeling that you've you've devalued that label by labeling everything you don't understand that so it's important to go into like an accusation with more like evidence based approach and and uh, as much carefulness as you can uh to be accurate and so the the generation that i'm speaking on they're just exposed to the wide web all of a sudden and you know you've got like david ike and reptilian people and all of this stuff that they're just being blasted with and and they haven't grown up with the internet so it's really hard to discern or understand that some random guy on twitter may not have all the facts straight you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and 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 some channels and twitter accounts can come off quite official they they look and present Mm -hmm. themselves really well so there's just a generation that has trouble discerning what's what and it's it's uh it's it's weird but it's really fun to watch
3: yes um i'll just add really quick that it wouldn't surprise me at all if um for the sole purpose of diluting all the conspiracies that we have uh that you know some fake ones are thrown in
0: there that wouldn't surprise me
2: yeah i agree hi alex
0: definitely hi i got like five minutes what are we talking about
2: we're talking about uh (laughs) tom hanks pizzagate adrenochrome and uh locking children in tunnels
0: um possibly all of that out of them uh, uh,
2: (laughs) was tonight aren't you guys going to talk about chupacabras yeah it it. it turned into this (laughs) holy cow okay so all right i'm trying to draw the connection or the lines from tom hanks to chupacabras (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, i'm not
1: sure how we got
3: over here
2: (laughs) yeah yeah. well we were talking about blood and stuff and oh we we started getting into movies and then Mm -hmm. why does uh why does uh the guy from uh morbius not ever age and then we got into Adrenochrome and Tom Hanks oh. and tunnels and stuff.
0: Okay, okay, that,
3: okay. Speaking of Morbius, I watched it a few weeks ago, and oh my goodness, it is worse than I thought. Oh my what? goodness. What? <laughs> are you saying that's that not the
2: peak of cinema?
3: I didn't think it was that bad. I actually thought it. Yeah.
2: What? What? What are the trails like? He has like echo location, but he has like this, uh, like of uh, this material that like comes off him as he's like transporting it made mm-hmm. like the logic made no sense in that film that's what uh upset me I, th- yeah. I think what it might have been is that they were trying to use too much of the cartoon oh, but then yeah. <laughs> sh- like putting their own spin on it at the same time but i you know what i didn't think it was that bad I, hey, i'm, I'm just glad lie. the i'm just glad that it exists so the memes can exist it's morbin time <laughs> mm-hmm. very true it's <laughs> yes. very true
0: well, okay, you guys. I just wanted to quick stop by,
2: say hello, see re- what you guys were talking about. But this is too weird for me, so I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> it's good seeing you guys. All right, good seeing you.
0: It was good seeing see ya. you. Yeah. All
2: right. See ya. Bye.
3: <laughs>
2: well, that was fun. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So anyway. So
3: can we all agree that Morbius is in fact a mutated chupacabra? Can we ah. agree on that? I I ah. think I can get behind that.
0: Okay, be, right. yeah.
3: i'll get a script going
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the same powers i mean i don't know where the echolocation comes in but
2: have you seen morbius yeah.
0: i have not seen morbius but i have a um because yeah i'm a super nerd i have a morbius number one back here oh you mean the actual comic oh, actual... oh no, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you should
3: watch it because it was a lot of fun to hate. Yeah. (laughs) So if you don't take um, it too seriously, it's pretty fun.
0: It's the room of superhero movies.
3: Mm -hmm. You
1: just got to forget all about the comics before you watch it.
0: Yeah. I didn't want Sony to do the Venom movies. And mm -hmm. Carnage is my favorite Marvel villain. Yeah. And so, like, all the Sony movies, I've just not been a fan of. I just, I, I, so I didn't watch Morbius yet. I will watch it. I probably will watch it and not really care because I don't take stuff so seriously. Mm-hmm. I liked the Venom movies more than I liked Morbius.
3: I agree. I agree. I mean, they're
0: fun. Like the first, I'll watch both the Venom movies, and they're like they're fun. But at the yeah. same time, like, Carnage is my favorite MCU villain, and I or, I say MCU, he's my favorite Marvel villain. I wish he was in the MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish. Disney that would had, be
1: pretty awesome.
0: I, I wish Disney had rights over him because he would be way better. So. Isn't Ooh, Super... Give it
1: enough time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Isn't Superman 007 now? What's his name? Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been he's been. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed he's 007, the new one after Craig. Um oh. I know. I w- I, w- I really wanted uh, Tom Hardy to be. I like Tom Hardy mm. a lot. He's a great actor. Uh, uh, he picks his own projects and stuff. But I heard he was on the roster of of like potentials, but. Yeah, that guy got it. I still really liked, I really liked the idea of Idris Elba.
1: Same. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the sh- uh, ship's captain on Prometheus, wasn't he? I... The Christmas Tree? I
3: don't remember. I'm not sure about that.
2: Such a good film. Yeah. Prometheus only, was so uh, good. I only like Alien and
0: Aliens, so. Do you, have you not seen, Have you? I'm sure you've seen Prometheus parts of it i know it has oh, michael Fassbender t- in it and mm-hmm. I
2: just dude like, that, it. i'm all right in it. The, the i understand your love of the first uh
0: alien it's 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 you it's hard alien. to mm-hmm. alien is my favorite like yeah yeah I, I it's iconic yeah it's, it it's my favorite sci-fi horror movie ever the xenomorph is my favorite monster movie mm-hmm. like movie monster ever so all i'm saying is
2: the the intentional divergence from with prometheus and then uh alien uh covenant uh i really liked for its own thing like um there's a there's a graphic no- now it, you can get it as a graphic novel but it was released in issues called fire and stone and it it follows like the promethean line and i think we talked about this at some point i really liked the fact that uh, the, the 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 space jockeys that turned out to be their suit rather than them and all of that stuff, but um, the the lore of Prometheus is so rich and they they were going to do a third to 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 where they actually go to the actual uh, home planet of the the space jockeys Prometheus whatever you want to call them, but the problem was Disney bought all the all that uh, IP up right when they were oh. going to start the oh. pre-production and I have no faith in Disney to, to do no. the a third, a third installment to that one. And, and, and for them to embrace like true body horror, I don't feel like, now maybe, maybe they, uh, they have some stuff that's a little bit more edgy and not like just catered to children, but I'm just worried about the alien franchise. Yeah. Cause I do want it to continue in some fashion. And I liked the direction, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the whole David AI thing and the the levels of meaning behind that, where he, he's basically someone's creation, and then David's hell bent on destroying his creator, kind of plot. And uh, it was so good. It was so good.
0: Oh, Our podcast movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, that's, uh, that's, that's in movies. <laughs> coming to you soon <laughs> Clark
2: Thanks should we viewer. tell should we tell them the audience uh the the game that you suggested to me last night that I didn't know existed if, if you're into H.R.
0: Geiger oh yeah Darkseed yeah
3: mm.
0: oh. yeah so if you like H.R. Geiger's uh um art there's a game called Darkseed that was in the early 90s 92 I think 92-3 and uh, it's on MS-DOS and PlayStation 1, things like that, which is kind of crazy. It came out in 92, The PlayStation didn't come out until 95, so it would have been, like, ported, I guess, later. But um, it's all of his art, and it's a very immersive, point-and-click, like, adventure yeah. where uh, things happen. Like, it's it's a very, like, cerebral kind of experience, mm-hmm. era, and it's all H.R. Giger, or Geiger, however you want to say his name. Um all of his artwork. So like, as you click on stuff, like things move, like the environment changes, and it's all his artwork. So if you think about what the xenomorph looks like, very mechanical, like biomechanical mm-hmm. with tubes and things. Oh, it's, it's it's really immersive game. So yeah, I'm,
2: I'm hell bent on on either finding an emulator, getting a Sega Saturn to play it, or I, I'm sure if I go down the Reddit, rabbit hole on this I could find some port of it for windows or or at least a somewhat modern build of windows I'm I'm pretty convinced I can do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's got to be a way.
2: Yeah. It's it's you know what's sad is a lot of that stuff there's a handful of games that just kind of like got lost to time uh stuff that was landlocked on old like uh what what was the one what was the that console the Commodore well, it was a computer Commodore 64 uh, like that era, like there's just some mm-hmm. stuff that I've heard was lost to time, um, and people have been trying to find ROMs, but or or like cartridges that are are dead.
3: I
1: I might know a couple of people who
2: have oh, some of that connections. This is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, good. I mean, I I work in the video games industry, so stuff like that is just second nature for us. Somebody's always got something.
2: Nice. Yeah. We need we need like uh you know that seed bank in yep. the in I forget if it's 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 somewhere way up, way, I believe. Yeah. We need like an arc of that for like data.
0: Like mm-hmm. to it, house there's, there's a lot of um I mean ROM dumps that is is pretty much been that. Like a lot of people are doing that like uh trying to make sure that like a lot of these like old games are actually getting rom-dumped in into like computers now so we have them um, i know but what
2: about the solar flare we need a structure to house <laughs> i hey the last solar flare to happen was in the 1800s and it caught telegraph wire on our telegraph paper mm-hmm. on fire so imagine what the electrical infrastructure we have in the air would do and we're due another surge just saying we need to have a. Uh, Lead lined bunkers with like Faraday cages in them where we can keep drives and whatnot.
3: What's that called again? The Kerrigan effect? Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: Solar flares. Yeah. That's
3: yeah. right, yeah. Yep. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kerrigan.
3: Um, yes, that's what it is. Mm-hmm.
2: I believe, uh, what was it, 2012 Clark, that one
0: missed us? One big discharge? One missed us. It should have hit us and it missed us (laughs) it should have hit us man like everything said this is going to hit us and it something deflected it and we don't know what deflected it so
2: yeah there's there's a youtube and tiktok channels with um guys that have really high powered uh telescopes that have crazy filters that they put on it so that you can look at the sun and um they uh the there are regions that are incredibly active like it, seeing like those spots that look like it's molt, molted whatever um it, i mean it's plasma but the the way it looks if you look at all the patterns it looks like just tons of uh magnetic uh arcs like in mm-hmm. pockets like there's so much uh uh electrical magnetic activity that it that it it channels those d- small discharges to just keep funneling back to the sun. It's it's terrifying how powerful that thing is,
3: mm-hmm. and the scale of it is also just yeah, incredible. Yeah,
2: yep. Probably wipe us out one day.
3: Yeah, hopefully it'll be quick. <laughs>
2: probably, probably will lucky. be. Yeah. I feel like there would be a large Huge. boom if our atmosphere got hit. Would there be a like a boom and then nothing? Like we would just be wiped out. I don't know, I'm trying to picture it. If our atmosphere got like if if there was a massive solar discharge that just struck us. It would be coming through it would it would pierce through the the Van Allen belts to us. I mean it would it would destroy our like our our outer shielding. What is it the ozone layer? no well like before that there's a magnetic part of the way out uh atmosphere that's called the magnetosphere or something like that um yeah well,
0: yeah, well there's a lot of like yeah, the magnetosphere but that's always moving okay oh, uh, the upper troposphere or the stratosphere you have the uh forget what the one below that is and then you have our what we yeah. consider our atmosphere so
2: I, I just wonder if there would be like an audible noise or sight or if it would just move so fast. We wouldn't know it hit us. Like if you were close to like a, a, a an atomic bomb blast, you wouldn't really. I mean, there's a shockwave out far, but if you're close to it, you, you would
0: just be there's, dead. There's an eight minute delay for anything the sun does to us. Yeah. But
2: by the time it strikes, by the time it first enters in it, our outermost atmosphere, like yeah, you're yeah. talking yeah, about seconds even yeah. if
0: even if the sun were to go supernova and it's not anywhere near that in its age cycle but like if it were to do anything like it would take 8 minutes for the light like at light speed anything the sun does at light speed will take 8 minutes to get to us mm.
3: so does it mean that we would just be staring at the sky for those 8 minutes until the actual impact or
0: uh, we'd be dead before we'd actually see oh. what
3: that solves what... it they
1: hit us. <laughs> yeah, at least it'd be fast,
2: my superior metal body will survive on the moon so <laughs> i'll I'll have built in lead and faraday contingencies. I'll be good, so chupacabra well we can uh, we can <laughs> wrap up on uh we can write, uh, do you have any closing notes on chupacabra?
1: I mean, I think we covered most of the highlights it's definitely one of the more plausible cryptids in my mind
2: yeah so mine too i, I i'm I'm with you on that
0: i want it to be a semi-aviary cave dwelling creature <laughs> i feel like that's the only way it's it it would exist and survive and be able to breed and okay real.
2: so like a chicken just a really messed
0: up chicken <laughs> Basically. and predatory like yeah okay okay just All because
3: right. I want to be a contrarian, I really want it to be some sort of virus. <laughs> I want it to be evolving and getting onto someone and turning them into this this weird animal.
2: Okay. So we, we have like a viral zombie like like situation mm-hmm. with you. Okay. Yep. Well that was uh that was something. Uh Amber, thanks yeah. for Thanks for uh, lending your time and, and coming on here and telling us about that. And I, I appreciate your patience with all the side stories and stuff, but this has been a good one.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, do you guys have anything else to say? Uh, Clark, do you want to, do you want to dismiss us?
0: <laughs> oh, do I need to send off? Yeah. Oh, I did the intro. So, well guys, once again, we want to thank you for tuning in and, uh, you know, we don't want to talk about things that are normal. We want to talk about things that are effing weird. So Thanks again. And we'll see you next time.